potential for changes to be made, but it it we're at the end of the show here. It it, it just makes me so mad. They had the opportunity to end the season with a smile on their face, get some momentum going into the offseason, start to recover from the loss to Ohio State, and they just let it slip right away. But thank you very much for listening here on the Daily Sports Report. Thank you very much to Daniel Thompson for calling in. My name is Nick Hornberg. Have a great week, everybody, and go Blue. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. You are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, <clears throat> and that was an inspiring uh, sports wrap-up of the disaster that Michigan suffered in the ball game. I always like to remind myself that uh, the Michigan Wolverine football team sometimes is a little short-handed in the depth department. And uh, while I really appreciate the analysis, I think he got a lot of things correct. Some of the star players didn't play for various reasons. And it just struck me that as soon as they lost Devin Bush, this team kind of went south. A middle linebacker in football in certain defenses is so crucial because they fill the gap on the run plays. And... Sometimes when you take that guy out of the lineup, other guys can't make that play or they've been doing something else all year, practicing something else. Gary not playing, that's understandable. That's the way it goes. Uh, Michigan had a solid season, but I think that you can tell uh, by the blowout that Notre Dame suffered um, some of the matchups in college football. Uh, can be lopsided for various reasons. And Michigan was playing with a lot of handicaps in that game. It was surprising that they were actually favored. Um, But that's the bookmakers looking at records and not personnel issues. Anyway, people matter. We know that in politics. I'm going to do a very rapid year in review. I'm not the biggest... uh, Fan of this, but I think that this globally was one of the more interesting years we've had in quite some time. I think part of it might have been, just by coincidence, the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I, so that we saw a lot of international um, issues rear their ugly head from the results of the World War I peace treaties. Let me just say that I think that Justin Trudeau and Prime Minister Moon of South Korea and Xi Jinping of China had very good years for different reasons. Uh, We do want to congratulate Moon for continuing to pursue uh, some sort of reconciliation slash reunification with North Korea 
I say that America needs to get out of that uh, uh, quagmire and allow the Koreans to solve the problem. We should always remember that Moon's parents were born in North Korea, that he fled, his family fled as refugees. Um, This, of course, was a big year for refugees in all sorts of parts of the country. Justin Trudeau had a good year because he stood up to Donald Trump over and over and over. And I found it remarkable towards the end of the year, the repeated assertions by the president, uh, by Mike Pompeo, by Miller, uh, by Larry Kudlow, and all of these other uh, sycophants in the Trump administration that, quote, America is being respected again. Uh, I find that to be uh, completely contrary to what's actually going on. Some of this is good. Some of this is bad. Uh, It's interesting that today's um, New York Times has a lead story of CIA-led Afghan forces leave grim trail of abuse. Brutal acts stoke residents' anger and inspire accusations of war crimes. Well, that's why we need to get out of Afghanistan. It's a loser. And if Donald Trump actually enacts that policy, I'll be all in favor of that particular policy. But the president has just been a total disaster. He's had, I think, one of the worst years in American history for any president uh, because the economy has uh, uh, deteriorated under his leadership. The tax cuts have produced uh, a $779 billion trade de- uh, a budget deficit. The trade deficit is going up, not down, because Trump's policies are mixed up. And countries are standing up to the United States. I'm not talking about what's going on in Syria. That's an exceedingly complicated situation. We don't exactly know what's going to happen there, but it seems that Trump over the weekend, thanks to uh, good old Lindsey Graham, may have walked himself off the gangplank temporarily. Um, I think eventually we should go to Syria, uh, get out of Syria. But I think Donald Trump's methodology in announcing this policy, not consulting the military, not consulting aides, is a, is a, is a clear, palpable example of what's wrong with his presidency. Uh, Mattis, of course, has quit in protest, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Trump instead is is left with disasters. In terms of Peter Navarro, uh, Mike Pompeo, and John Bolton as leading uh, aides. And it's quite interesting, uh, one of the cuter uh, little satires of the Christmas season was a column by Timothy Egan in the 22nd uh, of December edition right before Christmas making fun of the controversy about the song Baby It's Cold Outside. Uh, This song, of course, has been deemed politically incorrect. Uh, Radio stations are being urged either to play it or not to play it, depending on uh, who's calling up and who's raising a fuss and who's raising a holler. But I think the... uh, uh, the first couple of paragraphs that I will read in the spirit of the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, a Trump tune, is absolutely perfect. I really can't stay. No, John Kelly, don't go just yet. 
I don't mind if you call me an idiot. My next chief of staff, Nick Mulvaney, was even meaner. He said, I was a terrible human being. I've got to go away. Please, Kellyanne Conway, stick around one more year, even if your husband hates me more than Al Gore. You're the best liar I've got, much better than a Russian bot. And now General Mattis is up and quit. It's over principle, he says. Plus, he thinks I'm a dimwit. My mother will start to worry. Not so, President, Vice President Pence. Mother has no reason to flee. I love that you never talk because it's always about me, me, me. Mrs. Pence can be as frozen as you are in the chair, and I'll never give either of you a stare. And by the way, Melania's Christmas trees really give me a scare. And of course, what an idiot. Here's the president uh, taking calls from children um, right before Christmas and asking a seven-year-old child apparently from uh, uh, South Carolina, uh, uh, are you still a believer in Santa Claus? Well, of course, Virginia, Santa Claus exists. But why the president would uh, <clears throat> confront a seven-year-old child about this, this issue is bizarre. He then, of course, was escorted by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, with Mike Pompeo probably driving the sled over to a surprise visit in Iraq. He didn't even meet the government of Iraq, which is interesting because that's prompted calls for the withdrawal of America out of Iraq. Since we are staying in Iraq at the invitation of the Iraqi government, we were supposed to withdraw in 2011. That was an agreement that George W. Bush made when he was president. They've asked us to stay. So please don't go. It's cold outside, baby. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump uh, planned politics with the military troops around Christmas time. Signing hats. Not Santa Claus hats. Make America great hats. Pathetic. Uh, it was one of the most disgusting performances in the history of the United States presidency, and it should be condemned by all political uh, actors in the field uh, at the appropriate time. Uh, the, politi the politicization of uh, <clears throat> this president is, uh, I mean, it's unabashed. He's <laughs> incorrigible. He's just about everything you can describe in terms of a person who uh, needs to be removed from office for uh, different reasons. So America is a mess. Um, the government shut down. I don't want to go into all the gory details there. Trump has had ample opportunity to sign a bill. This has got nothing to do with the Democrats. Uh, the Republicans are in charge of the American government right now. They're the ones playing politics over the wall and immigration and the shutdown. I mean, the theme of the season is the song, the wall, the shutdown, and Santa. Um, 
Donald Trump, of course, spoiled our investors' uh, wealth in the month of December. How interesting to note, uh, despite some uh, gains today, modest gains, that uh, the United States stock market in December had the worst December since 1931. Think about that for a second. In 1930, the uh, Smoot-Hawley Act was passed in Congress. It was a raise-the-tariff bill. Herbert Hoover signed it. And it led to a trade war, a global trade war that also consisted of a currency war in which various countries around the globe, and of course back then the global economy was very, very different. Our main trading partners were in Western Europe. And some of our main trading partners were in Latin America. And Britain and France simply devalued their currencies in response to the higher tariffs. Instead, what we have here in the, at the current situation with the trade war is that we have a, a climate of complete uncertainty, and yet retaliatory tr- tariffs have been uh, put on um, uh, the American economy. The European Union warned the United States that that would happen if they went through with these steel and aluminum tariffs. Peter Navarro, a a complete uh, moron who doesn't look at reality and is part of this uh, Cold War uh, group in Washington that wants to start not a trade war with China, but a shooting war. One of the most troubling developments of the entire year is the fact that the American Navy is uh, kind of maneuvering in and out around the South China Sea and creating these confrontations with the Chinese Navy. That's really stupid. Is China in the Medi- is is China in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean with uh, warboats and gunships trying to create incidents? with the EU or the United States? I don't think so. Uh, Russia might be, but then uh, Putin is Russia's, uh, is, is Trump's big buddy, along with all the other autocrats around the world. The autocrats, some of them had good years uh, in terms of their situation at home. But let's look at Russia just for a second. While Putin has had some shall we say, uh, military uh, muscle uh, uh, flexing and uh, victories like in Syria. Uh, The situation in the Ukraine is bad. His situation at home is deteriorating. Um, He's uh, gaining power abroad, shall we say, and losing influence at home because of economic problems. Let's look at Italy. They're trying to uh, jump on the right-wing nationalist bandwagon for different reasons. Um, their debt is 131% of their GDP. There are many rumors that they may default on some of their loans, which may unravel into the next uh, global economic crisis. Not that Italy is the most important player, but it's a, certainly a big player in the EU. And uh, their um, 
crackdown on migration that's happened for a variety of reasons has transferred a lot of the problems to Spain, which, of course, has a 25% unemployment rate. Uh, Catalan uh, unrest in the uh, region of Catalonia and uh, certainly a growing immigration problem uh, that requires some international solutions that are totally missing. Germany. Merkel, of course, is uh, gracefully exiting in two years, I guess. Uh, but she's uh, retiring, I think, with a degree of dignity and resignation. She's still going to be the chancellor, but she's handed the ball off to a Merkel-like clone. And by the way, immigration into Germany has peaked. Germany's problem is deportation issues. They have a lot of people in custody, uh, similar to the situation that America's got down on the southwest uh, border. It's very troubling, by the way, to note that some of the corporations involved in housing, uh, many of the uh, asylum seekers are connected to Donald Trump. Many of them gave uh, generous campaign contributions as well as inauguration uh, contributions to the inauguration of Donald J. Trump. Uh, it makes you kind of wonder about what's actually going on down at the border besides these somewhat appalling tent cities that seem to be growing. For Donald Trump to blame the Democrats for the death of these children uh, that have happened recently is quite outrageous. Uh, he did a similar thing with a tragedy involving a police officer uh, down near the border. Of course, when a uh, Georgia police officer in July was killed, uh, presumably by a uh, white young guy from a small town in Georgia, Trump said nothing about that. He never does. He only demagogues the immigration issue. Great Britain, fascinating. They've got a Brexit mess. Theresa May has survived a... Um, <clears throat> Vote of no confidence that temporarily allows her some freedom of movement uh, for the next year. But there seems to be no sign of a Brexit deal. Uh, the parliament won't pass it. And Great Britain has created a, me a mess for themselves that defy logic, belief, and history. Uh, this is a classic problem of their own making, a thing that Donald J. Trump specializes in, whether it's tariffs, uh, immigration, political miscalculations, uh, the repeated lying to the American people. It goes on and on and on. And then, of course, France will quickly mention that uh, they have the yellow vest movement. Uh, Macron has temporarily placated them, but he made uh, himself uh, unwelcome with Donald J. Trump when he confronted Trump on a variety of issues over the past year. On the bright side, they have shiny new red boxes along the Seine River, the river that goes through Paris. Uh, these are public urinals uh, for uh, <clears throat> drunk and stupid men to relieve themselves uh, in a container rather than uh, dribble on the sidewalk and or the, uh, under the tree, so to speak. Uh, China had a, a very interesting year. Yes, there are some economic uh, problems that indicate a bubble 
but Xi Jinping has sort of elevated himself almost to a quasi-deity, uh, similar to Mao Zedong. Uh, they have made very firm statements opposing the tariff uh, situation. Trump over the weekend claims that a deal is imminent. You know, I've heard that claim 20 times. I've heard it about Mexico. I've heard it about the NAFTA agreement. I've heard it about the Canadian agreement. None of these agreements have been signed, sealed, and delivered. Donald Trump is all bluster uh, among his many other problems. Uh, So Xi Jinping is affirming and asserting more power than ever. There are certainly questionable uh, problems going on Uh, regarding the Uyghur minority uh, uh, people up in the northwest part of China, uh, re-education camps and sort of cultural revolution style brainwashing may well be going on. In India, Modi's power seems to be slipping. But yet on the bright side, China and India are making commitments to renewable energy, The um, globe has uh, rejected the American withdrawal from uh, the Paris Accords. Uh, They've said, see you later, the United States of America. We're going to do our own thing. We are going to pursue renewable energy. And one of the good things uh, in terms of the side of good news is that um, the uh, global energy International report on renewable energy indicates that by 2040, about 40 percent of the globe is going to be uh, producing renewable energy. Uh, this portion of the economy is, is is growing all around the globe, except in the United States. Donald Trump is subsidizing oil, coal, and that sort of thing, natural gas. And there is a remarkable uh, report, by the way, that I highly recommend uh, in the uh, Thursday, um, December 27th edition of the New York Times regarding the 78 environmental rules on the way out under Trump. Uh, They have a breakdown of air pollution and and, uh, emissions, drilling and extractions, infrastructure, animals, Uh, water pollution, these sorts of things. It has two categories, uh, completed uh, deregulations, in-progress deregulations, and rules that were uh, reinstated after court challenges. It's a scary situation. Donald Trump loves methane. Well, methane is uh, about four to five times more toxic in terms of global warming contribution than even CO2. So I wanted to report on some of these things. Trump canceled the requirement. These are completed regulations for oil and gas companies to report methane emissions. Revised and partially repealed an Obama-era rule limiting methane emissions in public lands, including intentional venting and flaring from drilling operations loosened a Clinton-era rule designed to limit toxic admissions from major industrial polluters, lifted a new uh, a freeze on new coal leases on public land, repealed an Obama rule governing royalties for oil, gas, and coal leases on federal lands, which replaced a 1980s rule 
that critics said allowed companies to underpay the federal government. Those 1980 rules, by the way, were were implemented under uh, Ronald Reagan's Secretary of the Interior, James Watt, if you can remember that clown. And I'll just mention a couple of other uh, disasters involving water pollution. Uh, Trump has revoked a rule that prevented coal companies from dumping mining debris into local streams. Withdrew a proposed new rule reducing pollutants, including air pollution at sewage treatment plants. Revoked federal rules regulating coal ash waste from power plants and granted oversights to the states. Well, we saw, by the way, this summer uh, with the hurricane, and over the weekend, by the way, he's loosening the uh, the rules on mercury and arsenic. I'm, I mean, think about this. Human civilization knows that these elements of the universe are toxic to human beings, and Trump is basically saying, I don't care. I like coal and methane and the oil-producing corporations of the United States of America, and I'm going to let them pollute some more. Well, that's total insanity, folks. Total insanity. But the coal ash, just briefly, over the summer we saw with the hurricane that hit North Carolina, these coal ash dumps, they're open pits. This is part of the Koch brothers' uh, uh, deregulation agenda that's been going on for quite some time in America, at least the last 25 years that got quite a bit of traction under George uh, W. Bush, uh, since they are major contributors to the Republican Party, some $800 million, uh, well, uh, much a much greater sum than George Soros, I might add. But we saw these coal ash dumps during the flooding in North Carolina end up in the uh, the river. Uh, I think it's I think the river is called the the Muse. And the Fear River, Cape Fear, the famous uh, Robert Mitchum movie that was made into a remake for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how you can make a movie any scarier than Cape Fear uh, with Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck. But we saw that this coal ash ended up in the rivers and then ended up in the Atlantic Ocean. There was an aerial shot of the um, incredible quantity of pollution that was allowed in uh, it into the rivers and then ultimately into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this is the kind of uh, economic uh, growth that the United States is pursuing. Uh, I think we're running out of time. I just wanted to mention a couple of good things. Not all bad. You know, we had a report, by the way, that the Great Barrier Reef is deteriorating at unbelievable rates. We had a report that the uh, <clears throat> Arctic Ocean is thawing and may barely have ice in 20, 30 years at present rates. But we've had some good news. Uh, Let's report on a couple of good stories to end the evening as uh, Jerry Mack gets ready to give us uh, Yazoo City calling coming here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I think it's fascinating that this... uh, uh, spaceship, the New Horizons, I think it is called. I might have that wrong. A NASA craft uh, that's been going to the edge of the solar system is going to be sh- shooting back photographs on the 2nd of, Ju- of January from an, a part of the solar system that's beyond Pluto. 
Uh, this is fascinating stuff. They're going to be looking at uh, the image of, uh, I think, a thing called Ultima Thule. Ultima Thule. It's the Latin name, I believe. And <clears throat> this is uh, fascinating stuff. I also think that it's fantastic that we landed uh, in, by the way, multilateral collaboration with the Europeans, the Japanese, and the Russians, a probe onto Mars, uh, a very difficult task indeed. This probe is uh, now preparing uh, instrumentation to do some drilling that will bring back data about Mars. It's looking at uh, seismic activity, ironically. And, of course, we've seen this year, by the way, that one of the catastrophes about our human civilization are the natural disasters are bad enough. Look at Indonesia. Indonesia's had a number of these uh, tsunamis and earthquakes that have created incredible uh, uh, dislocation of human people, uh, thousands of deaths, uh, missing people all over, just totally wiped out. We had another one just a couple of uh, days ago where uh, part of a volcano, which I, I think is basically called Baby Krakatoa, the famous volcano that exploded uh, back in the 19th century uh, that actually did cause uh, cooling for one year in the northern hemisphere. Uh, part of this volcano underwater collapsed and created tsunami. And uh, there are tens of thousands of people homeless and hundreds and hundreds of d people dead. Some of the developments in medicine and science are very encouraging. Some of the developments with renewable energy are fantastic. And now I think we're having a little more consciousness, by the way, about some of the pitfalls and pratfalls of social media. So maybe if we can get some sensible uh, rules and standards in place to make that more beneficial to human civilization, everything will be good. Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Uh, things will always remain good here on WCBN. We have um, all kinds of wonderful programming. And one of our reliable shows is coming up next right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's called Yazoo City Calling with Jerry Mack. I'm going to humiliate you one more time. My pleasure. I better start talking about my family first, I guess. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Classical Ring Evening. The true Two 18-year-old sisters. You're listening to WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. 
That's Henry Brown in the background on piano playing the Deep Morgan Blues.